0: Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? You'll need it today. Uh, Every day is an opportunity for us to once again put our faith and trust and confidence in the reliability and dependence of the Scriptures themselves. So I hope your heart is in tune with God, that you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit and not any other kind of spirit, and that you are walking in obedience to His Word glad to have you in the podcast today we've been taking i've been taking in the last podcast the opportunity to deal with the issue of of uh, false prophets and of those who uh, tell of visions and dreams that they've had of going to heaven and uh, we've been looking at this from a biblical viewpoint and i'm reminded of a passage that i want to highlight today is deuteronomy chapter 18. Uh, As some of you who are students of the Bible know that the the, uh, prophet Moses was God's spokesman for God's people. He was influential and instrumental in God uh, giving the uh, revelation of truth and how he wanted his people Israel to conduct themselves, what he wanted them to live like, what he wanted them to believe, how they should approach him and so many other aspects of what it means to be God's chosen people. Uh, there is no argument that Moses was so influential that, of course, he ha- he holds a high place of esteem and reverence even to this day in the uh, life uh, and and uh, faith uh, and system of belief that the the Jews hold to. But there is a question that naturally arose in towards the end of the ministry of Moses. Uh, because Moses gave a prediction in Deuteronomy 18 that said that one day God was going to raise up a prophet like uh, out out of the Jewish nation that would be like Moses himself, and he is going to give them the finality of God's revelation to uh, to the to the people themselves. And of course, this prompted a question, I believe, by the Jewish people, and that is, well, if a prophet comes along and and, uh, proposes to speak in the name of our Lord and to give us truth and reveal to us what God wants us to know, how do we know whether that prophet is legit or not? How do we know whether he is credible and he's actually giving us Information from outside himself rather than it be generated by his own imagination or uh, investigation. And so Moses actually addresses that question in chapter 18 of the book of Deuteronomy in verse 20. And he says this But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. In other words, if a prophet comes along and says, Oh, I'm coming from God to speak to you. Well, first of all, you need to ask which God, making sure that it's the one true God. And then he says in verse 21, And if thou say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? How do we know whether what you're saying is true? Did the Lord actually say that? In verse 22, he says this, When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken, but the prophet hath spoken presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. Unquote. In other words, what the, what Moses was saying here is that if a prophet comes along and he gives some kind of prophetic utterance, some prophetic statement. And if the only way, the the way that you determine whether or not he's speaking truth and it comes from God is that 100%, not 99, not 98, but 100% of everything that prophet says must come true. And if it does not, then you are to discard that prophet as a false teacher, as one who is unreliable, and you are not to give any credibility to anything that man has to say, or woman has to say uh, uh, from that time forth. Uh, If he uh, presumes to be a channel of God's truth, and yet there is any part of any prophetic statement that comes to, that fails to come to pass then he is false fraudulent he is a charlatan and he's a false teacher and therefore to be absolutely ignored that is so important for us to remember in our current climate because there are many out there that claim to speak for god that claim to speak a channel of god's truth They claim to have revelations and visions outside of the Bible, and the only way that you're going to be able to know is if you have a biblical understanding of how God gives truth today. We looked at that a little bit uh, the other day, uh, yesterday, in the last podcast. Now, the question rises before I come to the conclusion of this. uh, What is seen by those who see visions? Uh, And if we just lay aside the fakers and the self-deceived just for a moment, let's discuss what's actually seen by those who see visions of tunnels and lights and angels and Jesus, people who supposedly have died on the table and gone to heaven. Uh, They've seen departed loved ones and mansions and all of these other kinds of things. Uh, And I don't think anybody can say with any degree of certainty what the origins of those visions are, even though I think probably that when somebody's laying in a hospital room, even the lights and the voices of the hospital room can impact somebody. But we do know that the mind is a complicated device that can produce many wonderful images on its own. Those people who see lights and tunnels and angels and the like, actually, they think they do see them and hear them. Uh, Just like someone who's on a psychedelic or hallucinogenic drug sincerely believes that they actually see writings and images and lights and things on the wall. Um, Similarly, those who see things in near-death cases and in visions, they do. To themselves, they actually see them. But I would suggest to you this is not the same as those things being real. A movie can depict a story, but the story itself may have nothing to do with anything that is real or historical. So the little boy who wrote the book, who was near death, uh, to him, he felt like he actually saw and heard the things he described. Although, as it turns out, in this past Two years. It's been revealed that it was all concocted and made up as he was prompted by his father in order to sell a book. That never fails uh, to happen. Uh, I'm constantly amazed that people still want to jump on board with that. Furthermore, if you if you would take all the accounts from all the people in near death experiences, you'd notice a great variety of contradictions among all the accounts. They're never the same. Jesus had blue eyes or brown eyes, a red sash or a gold sash, a white robe or a purple robe. There are those who describe peacefully going down a tunnel with a light at the end of it, while, while not very far away is somebody who describes sheer terror and darkness. Uh, none of those descriptions align with anything whatsoever in the Bible, and that's always very interesting to me. Uh, and therein actually lies the danger, does it not? The deception and the warning uh, that I want to give to all of us is is vital today. Dangerous dreaming. The danger of any dream is not in the dream itself, but in the interpretation given to it by the dreamer. Uh, you know, I can illustrate that in a very simple way. Matter of fact, this was given to me by somebody else. See, this man was talking about a day he was talking to a lady in order to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with her. And boy, as, as, as I'm relating this to you, I have so many incidences of this happening in my own life and ministry that it just, I've had it happen in the past month, in fact. Uh, so this this friend of mine is, is sharing the gospel of Christ with this lady, and, and another man was with him. And this lady informed these two men that, well, she didn't need the gospel since she had a vision of her deceased grandfather standing at the end of her bed, and he told her that everything was going to be all right. And she took this literally to mean that she was going to heaven just the way she was. And this man said, we both knew that she was lost and bound for a fiery eternity. But because of this vision, she was convinced that she was heading to see her grandfather in heaven. A lot of people have related these same kind of things to me. And what's interesting is there's no testimony from the Bible that could convince her otherwise. She's seen some vision. And I cannot say that the devil sent her the vision, but it doesn't matter because the results are the same. She's lost. Here before those two men was a soul that was bound for a lake of fire because she was depending on a dream to confirm that she was already saved. What the Bible says notwithstanding, the results are obviously devastating and the deception is utterly destructive. So to add to this tragedy of the story is the fact that there are literally tens of thousands of people that are just like this woman. They've had a vision, they've had a dream, an experience, or a vivid inspiration that comforts them. They've seen a sunset, they've heard a song, they've taken a walk taken a walk in the woods, and it leads them to believe that they are fine and their eternity is secure. And that kind of false hope is the devil's hope. It's the devil's security blanket that will be consumed one day when all is held to account. Folks, what we believe about these things really do matter. Next time on the next podcast, we're going to look at what we can actually uh, rest on, a foundation on which we can actually trust and know that it's not deceiving. God help us to keep our faith in the risen Lord Jesus Christ alone, not in a vision. Not in some dream, but in the person of Christ. God bless you today. Walk with the Lord. Stay faithful to Him. And remember, grip your Bible with a firm grasp, and it will never lead you wrong. God bless.